Welcome everybody to another episode of Beyond Psychedelics. Today's episode is super special. We have two big powerhouses on the show today. We have, for one, Charles Patty, who is the brand over at Myself Wellness, a boutique ketamine clinic out in Bonita Springs. And we have uh, Scott Thiemann, founder and CEO of Beyond Marketing, a leading growth partner in the psychedelic space. Really grateful to have both of these two gentlemen on, on the show. This is going to be a really juicy one. Charles and the team over at Myself Wellness have been doing some incredible work in the ketamine space, supporting a lot of people that have gone through, that are currently going through mental health challenges. They've created what's called Consciousness of Warriors, which is a nonprofit that is focused on helping more people get to treatment and overall creating a whole healing for the world for the future to come. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Scott, it's a pleasure as always to see you. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Absolutely. The man with the greatest energy and best smile in all of psychedelics, Charles Patty. Ah, you're too kind. You're too kind, man. I feel the same way about you. I know your story, Charles, and you have such a powerful, powerful story. And for those of you who don't know, when you have a chance, when you're in Naples, Florida, which is on the West Coast, they say West Coast, best coast, but I like the East Coast better. But (laughs) when you're in the Naples area in South Florida, make the time to visit myself wellness having been working in the industry for we're going on our seventh year in business and being in maybe 10 or so clinics over that time so we're not fully in the clinics a lot but there is just a special energy there is something hard to put into words when you walk into myself wellness it really really is amazing so charles tell us your story and and how you know, we got to this point where you have such an amazing center and your backstory, because I think it's so powerful. Well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. And thank you very much for the kind words about the clinic and the work that we're doing. So like so many people out there, I suffered from depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and a crippling fear of death. My uh, father had passed away when I was very young, and it sent me into a spiral where I was full of depression and anxiety. Life was pretty like hard to cope with. I actually start, started self-medicating with alcohol at a very young age. Uh, you know, probably even when I was about seven and eight years old, I started to drink. It was kind of, it was like a normal thing for, you know, your family, like my grandparents or my, like, at the, you know, when we'd sit down at the table at dinner, you know, it's like everybody be having a glass of wine and, you know, the kid would get a glass of wine and you'd have a couple little sips. And I have to say that, you know, even those couple of sips, I felt this sense of relief, like instantly, I, it made me feel so much better. And I was just like, oh, like, this is what I need in life. Like, this is what's going to help fix this void that I have in me and take my anxiety away and like all of the other things that I was going through. So, you know, I dove into that pretty hard at a young age. I was sneaking, you know, beers and booze when nobody was looking pretty much all of the time. And then, you know, moving forward into my early teens, I started self-medicating with, you know, pain pills and Xanax and cocaine And, you know, by the time I was in my, I was about 18, I was, you know, medicating with Oxycontin and I actually started using, I started sniffing heroin at that age too. So, you know, it was a, it was a pretty crazy ride to say the least, but you know, it was all self-medicating an underlying issue. And that's really what we're doing when we, you know, self-medicate with, you know, food or gambling or sex or drugs or alcohol, which I pretty much self-medicated with all of those things throughout my life. 
it was a pretty crazy life. You know, it was, uh, it was definitely out of control at a lot of times. And, you know, I had, you know, I bumped, had bump ins with the law for DUIs and possession charges and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was always trying to get myself together. I was always a good guy. It's just, I was miserable and I needed something to self-medicate with. And, it was through like the synchronicity of the universe. And I, listen, I had had some psychedelic experiences in through my youth and my, you know, throughout my life where I wasn't using the medicines for the therapeutic value. But, you know, I had this night where I had a profound psychedelic experience and I stood up in my living room and I looked at my ex-wife and my buddy who was there and I was like, man, I go, if I didn't know what the universe was about before, I know what it's about now, man. I was like, everything's made of energy and I'm so full of positive energy right now. I sat down in a chair and it was like I was in a scene from the matrix. Everything broke down to a quantum state. I could see all of the atoms vibrating and everything. And then I felt like I was being lowered into a slingshot in my chair. And then this geometric portal opened up above me on the ceiling where I was skyrocketed out of my body in the deep space where I, you know, made contact with some higher dimensional beings and had a Jesus experience. And, you know, me saying that I am not a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person, but that's my experience. And I received a lot of divine guidance that night. You know, did I get myself together after that experience? No, I, uh, I I had a hard time integrating it because I didn't have anybody to integrate the experience with. But throughout the years, applying psychedelic medicines for the therapeutic value and using them as the tools of meditation as they're supposed to be properly used as, I alleviated all of that stuff out of my life. And so, you know, it's it's my passion. It's my purpose to do what we're doing. Um, we're helping a lot of people. And, and that's really what brought us to the place where, I, you know, I wanted to get into the psychedelic industry. What age were you when you had this experience? So this was when I was in my mid 20s. It was probably it was probably about a decade ago, man. So I'm 41 years old right now. So Oh, no. So it was probably about, you know, 13 or 14 years ago. And listen, that was just one of them. You know, after that, I dove into the spirit molecule, which is a documentary by Rick Strassman, because, you know, I was like researching, you know, ketamine and and like, you know, aliens or higher dimensional experiences. And the spirit molecule kept coming up because I was trying to figure out what happened to me that night. I started watching the film because I thought like I had possibly lost my mind for a moment. And then I realized that there was all of these people out there that were having similar experiences to the ones that I had. And so the spirit molecule was about DMT. So I was like, okay, DMT, I've got to get a hold of this and try some of this now. And I had a very similar experience to the night that I had, where which was on a, it, the first night was on MDMA and a dissociative like ketamine. You go into this night, you have your friend and you're, ex-wife in the room and you have this experience at the time, were you still an addict? Like, were you taking it for therapeutic purposes at the time? Or are you kind of like by chance, Oh my God, had this crazy experience. I thought we were having a party that night. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't think that I was going to end up in outer space with, you know, higher dimensional beings and Jesus. And when I came back down into my body, I like looked around at everybody and my ex-wife looked at me and she goes, you were just acting really weird. She's like, I don't think you should do that anymore. And I looked at everybody and I go, everything I've ever believed was a lie. You know, it was like this shell shocking experience. Cause listen, I was like 
you know, listen, I was raised Catholic. I, I definitely wanted to believe in something. And, and the reason I said everything I believed was a lie was because I was actually told that night about the oneness and the connectivity of everything, you know, that we're all one collective consciousness and that I needed to love everybody because it was actually me. Like we're all one, we're all it. So I used to be a very insecure, angry individual that would look and in, walk into a room and like, you know, look at people to see if they were looking at me and, you know, cause altercations and stuff because of my own self of or lack of self-love and my insecurities and my, you know, just me not me being scared all the time, me being fearful of everybody. So I had to act out an aggression to make sure that people were scared of me. So they didn't realize how scared of them I actually was. And it was like a light switch flipped after that night, man. I was like, so now I got to love everybody, you know? And, and actually like, that was a true psychic change that did happen after that night. It actually was, it completely flipped everything, you know, like I became a much more loving and understanding person. And it did take away a lot of the anger that I was holding deep inside, you know, and then I actually ended up getting hooked on opiates again because I relapsed. You know, it's like I didn't get sober after that. I just kept on going. I, you know, I had these understandings and I was a better person, but I was still medicating all these underlying issues. And then during a DMT experience, years years later, I was I was hooked on heroin again, and I actually quit using opiates from that DMT experience that night. I had another higher dimensional being experience where I was cheered and chanted for and told it wasn't too late and that I could get my life together. You know, and the funny thing is, is that through these experiences, I was actually like told that I was supposed to be doing this. That was one of the messages I kept getting. It's like, you're supposed to heal yourself so you can help other people heal. And when somebody's in the middle of a deep, you know, addiction and and alcohol issue and going through all these depression and, and anxiety feelings, you know, it's like that's hard for somebody to process. I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to heal myself so I can help people heal. I mean, that sounds fantastic, but let's let's get me there first. And then years later, I ended up doing a, a macro dose of psilocybin mushrooms, which also was really the true game changer. I, you know, went out into the universe, became one with everyone and everything realized that separation is an illusion and that we're all it. And that uh, after that night, I came back down into my body and um, I realized that every time I was taking drugs and alcohol, I was literally poisoning God. It was this, you know, shell shocking experience where I was crying and it was really therapeutic, but like it was, it was really hard to process that I'd been doing that for all these years. So I started eating healthier, meditating, going to the gym, exercising. And, you know, it gave me the ability to love myself enough to actually want to take care of myself. Yeah. And you used to be, I mean, you lost how much weight when you started doing that? I'm about, I'm about a hundred pounds lighter than I used to be. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, so you have these three experiences. You have an MDMA experience where you come in contact with these higher dimensional beings then you have a DMT experience and then you have an, a psilocybin mushroom experience. Those yes to all of those, but like, let I'll be completely honest just because I'm an open yeah. book. I, you know, like I have about 30 breakthroughs on DMT that I actually experienced in that time period. Um, I've taken macro doses of psilocybin mushrooms and LSD and, you know, all of these compounds 
actually to do the therapeutic work also. So like throughout my life, I probably have hundreds of psychedelic experiences, but when I really started to use them as the tools for meditation and applied them to my right life properly, that's when the game changed. And for the record, I don't take psychedelics anymore. I haven't used the compounds for years now. Uh, when we opened up the clinic, I went through the ketamine treatments that we were going to be offering our clients because I really wanted to have that personal experience and connection so I could help people integrate and process exactly what they were going through. And the ketamine was the icing on the cake for me. I had had these psycho-spiritual experiences, these oneness experiences, but the depression and the anxiety was still there. The PTSD was still there. I was just fighting through all of it and like white knuckling a lot of this stuff. Ketamine did for me what the other compounds didn't do in the aspect of it took my depression away. It took my anxiety away. I had so much neurological damage from traumatic experiences that I went through in my life that I actually could feel the medicine, the ketamine healing my brain. It was like there was electricity firing through all my neural pathways and it felt like my brain was vibrating when I was doing my treatments. Wow. And so after I went through the, se the, the, the set of treatments, when we opened up the clinic, I didn't feel like that was the message I got. Like, you don't need to do this anymore. Like, you don't need to take the medicine anymore. Now you need to embody sobriety, be the highest version of yourself and, you know, get this message out to people that, you know, they don't have to suffer anymore. You know, listen, if I went through what I went through and made it through all of that in my lifetime, anybody can make it through anything. You know, I was surely convinced that I was going to die a drug addict and an alcoholic, or I was going to end up in prison for the rest of my life. And here we are with my self wellness in Bonita Springs, Florida, where we've done like roughly around 7,000 ketamine treatments and helped about 750 patients up to date, wow. you know, and like, it just keeps getting better and better. Wow. I said Naples earlier. I'm sorry. It's a little it's bit okay. of Naples. Yeah. Right Bonita Springs, okay. everybody. Yeah. People who go, who I know who I've talked to, um, friends of mine who have gone through psychedelic experiences, sometimes they just share that with their friends and, you know, we're okay. Now we're, we're all awake. We understand like this is possible. So what, what motivated you to then take this awakening that you had and say, you know, let me start this clinic, this center of excellence, this business to help other people. I felt like I struck gold, man. You know, it's like, you know, can you imagine like back when people were mining for gold and somebody hit that jackpot, they like hit the cave and there was just gold everywhere in it and they struck it rich. It was like this, there was this thing where I struck gold and I couldn't keep it a secret, man. Because the truth is, is that, and listen, I get that a lot. It's like, you know, listen, I, I commend you on being so, you know, open and honest with your story and like, you know, the truth is, is like, listen, I know my story isn't going to resonate with everybody, but it doesn't need to. I don't care if it does. I want the people that need to hear it to hear it. You know, like the people that are suffering from substance abuse issues that can't get their lives together, the people that have crippling anxiety and depression or some sort of mental health issues that they never think that they're going to break the chains away from like this stuff saved my life. So if I wasn't out here on my soapbox screaming from, you know, the rooftops or just as loud as I could to try to get my message out to as many people as possible, I actually think it's a disservice to humanity because if this stuff works so well for me, well then how come it can't work well for other people? And it does, it works really well. There's literally psychedelic medicines are going to change the mental health 
field as we know it. This is getting away from the pharmaceutical paradigm where we're treating a symptom. This is getting to the root issue and the root cause of why people are suffering. This is going to heal generational trauma. Um, and honestly, this is going to transform humanity to a higher state of consciousness. And those are just my beliefs, but I'm pretty adamant and, and uh, I, have, I have very strong beliefs. You're certainly making a splash in the industry, appearing at key conferences on with key people on key stages. I think I saw you on TV also once talking about like looking forward to the future. I saw a meme recently and it was like uh, the Trojan horse meme. And it was uh, ketamine and the Trojan horse walking into like a mental health clinic and then MDMA or no, wait, it was like the ketamine being the Trojan horse of MDMA. And I thought that was really interesting. So can you, can you talk about where you think and where you see the industry going with these other compounds? I say that what you just said all of the time, ketamine is the Trojan horse of the psychedelic renaissance that's underway. And the reason being is because ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic. FDA approved in 1970. They give it to babies for surgery. So if I actually have like, you know, my friend who's in law enforcement or the veteran that has severe PTSD, and you start trying to talk to some of these guys about like psilocybin or MDMA or DMT or these other compounds, they're going to be like, no, those are drugs. Like I'm not taking drugs. That's crazy. Like, what are you trying to give me? But Ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic that they use for surgeries. It's FDA approved. So now all of a sudden this opens up the door to start treating people that, you know, are first responders, that are our veteran communities, and they have this profound psychedelic experience. And then it's like, oh, now we can talk about psilocybin mushrooms or ayahuasca or all of these other compounds. And listen, I want to let everybody know that, you know, there there's I'm very supportive of everybody that's in this field and that's doing things for the right reasons. But there are differences in the ways that the medicine is administered and dosing protocols. And so sometimes people out there that are running ketamine therapy aren't running psychedelic dosing protocols, which is okay. That's fine. I support them. But we specialize in psychedelic ketamine therapy at our clinic. An intramuscular shot of ketamine at the proper dose can be very comparable to an hour-long DMT or ayahuasca session or a macro-dose psilocybin session. And it's because we believe here at Myself Wellness that getting to the root issue and the root cause through these psychedelic experiences is really going to help people achieve long-term success with the medicine. I love it. So you brought up two key things I want to dive a little bit more into. First of all, explicitly MDMA, and then what what um, role will that have for the Myself Wellness brand and, and center as we move forward? And then why did you guys decide to go um, the IM ketamine route? Why do you feel like that's the best option? Because I'm a psychonaut, man. <laughs> so listen, I'll, I'll, I'll answer them. I'll answer them in sequence. MDMA is amazing. Um, MDMA is a heart opening medicine that will. MDMA gave me the ability to love other people very much, you know, and listen, my MDMA experiences didn't happen in a facility like this. I do promote safe psychedelic use therapeutically in a clinic. Um, you know, uh, I didn't have those luxuries when I was using the compounds, but I'll tell you this, like MDMA will open your heart and open your ability to talk about things that you normally would never talk about with people. So like, you know, for people that have a hard time opening up, 
taking MDMA and sitting down with a therapist and processing these kind of things is going to propel people's healing journeys forward exponentially faster. I'm actually really looking forward to also like the opportunity in the future to use MDMA for couples therapy. I think that MDMA has the ability to save relationships that are on the rocks because it lets your guard down. It it unplugs you for a second and it really, you know, gives you that overwhelmingly loving feeling for yourself and for others. So it'll help couples talk about things that they normally wouldn't be able to talk about. So it's in phase three clinical trials right now. Yep. When do you see it getting approval to be used in a myself wellness center, for example? We're hoping sometime in 2024. You know, I mean, listen, ideally that would be fantastic. I've heard different things. Um, you know, there's really no saying until it actually happens. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely. The efficacy of the medicines there, I think it was when they were in stage two or possibly stage two clinical study. The I think that when they treated people with PTSD, I'm sorry, I'm, numbers are, you know, off yeah. the wall right now for me, but I, I know that for a fact that when they actually treated people with PTSD with MDMA, that 66.7%, which means basically like, you know, almost seven out of 10 people that they were treating with this compound were actually had the PTSD diagnosis taken away from them. So that means we're batting like, you know, what minimum of 65% efficacy with this medicine for like actually healing people. That's mind blowing. I mean, so the fact is, is that I don't think that with just, you know, the studies going through and everything, it might not get through FDA approval when it needs to, but with the veteran community, with, you know, all of the work that MAPS has done behind all of this stuff, I think with enough people fighting for it, that it will get pushed through, you know, so I'm definitely looking forward to utilizing MDMA and my self wellnesses, and then psilocybin mushrooms and DMT and LSD and all of the other compounds that we are going to be able to utilize. You know, it is a disservice to humanity to keep these healing modalities away from the public, uh, just because there's taboos and stigmas that are associated with these medicines because they were abused and misused um, for a lot of years doesn't mean that there isn't a therapeutic value to them. I mean, like, listen, we can just go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room where it's like, you know, fentanyl is killing more people every year than anything else out there. But you, I mean, your yeah. doctor can still prescribe you a fentanyl patch if you're in enough pain. So it's like having access to these medicines is incredibly important. And I think that, you know, that's another reason why I get out here and scream from the rooftops as much as I can, yeah. because data is data and it's incredibly important. But when you hear somebody with a story like mine or the hundreds and thousands of other stories I've heard of people that have had this profound healing effect from these medicines, when you get the mother who lost her son to a fentanyl overdose getting up and saying, during my I am ketamine experience, I got to hang out with my deceased son and he's okay. You know, like that touches people that gets the ball rolling on these things. And that's part of what we're doing with the warriors of consciousness is we're putting an army of people together that are basically psychedelic evangelists or ketamine evangelists that are saying, Hey man, you know, this stuff worked for me. And if it worked for me, it can work for other people. I want to backtrack for one second. And then I want, uh, I'm going to pass it to Sebastian to, to talk about the warriors of consciousness and you're spot on. We need evangelists in the industry 
because right now it is a little taboo, but hopefully to the point where it's like, oh, my back hurts. Let me call a chiropractor, physical therapist, or my breath stinks. Let me go to a dentist. You know, hopefully this industry gets to that point. What made you guys choose the IM ketamine route in the clinic? And what are some of the benefits of IM ketamine compared to, you know, lozenges or IV? Yeah, I'm I'm sorry I jumped over this one after You're I You're good. This I'm, is beautiful. I, 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 I'm a psychonaut and that's why we do yeah. IO. The, the 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 truth is is that listen, like when, like I've uh, you know, I've followed psychedelics for years. I've 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 followed the pioneers in the industry and like never when somebody was doing a real psychedelic dose of ketamine have I did I previously ever hear about them snorting the ketamine or doing an intravenous, you know, line of ketamine. There's something very profound about an intramuscular shot of ketamine because like we believe that the true healing benefits of the medicine happen when you're in a disassociated state meaning when the mind separates from the body because it removes the active blocks that are holding past repressed traumatic experiences so we can really process release them and let them go and i'm not saying that people aren't having psychedelic experiences on iv ketamine or even troches of the medicine i know that you can get there and all of these methods. But like, once you do an intramuscular shot of ketamine, and you've done them through the other routes of administration, you're just kind of like, wait a second, like, what was that? Because it is so profound. It literally is probably one of if not the most profound psychedelic experiences a human being can have. I mean, like we literally have people, and like I said, we're not a religious facility or anything like that, or I'm not either, but we have people sitting with Jesus during their treatments. We have people sitting with angels during their treatments, hanging out with deceased relatives during their treatments at our clinic, going down to oneness with the universe. I'll never forget this first responder that we treated. And uh, he gone through a very traumatic thing with watching a young boy die during one of his calls. And he ended up quitting his job over it. And the guy had been out of work for six years, taking tons of benzos, no, not a good quality of life. And he had actually went and done two six pack of treatments at two other ketamine clinics, right? And then he came to us for his first IM ketamine treatment. And I walk into the room after it. And this is a really big, burly guy. And it's just like, I walk into the room. I'm like, so tell me, brother, how was it? And he goes, so you're trying to tell me, he goes, that everything's connected. And he goes, and that, and, and I know people won't be able to see this, but he put his fingers into each other and like folded them in. And he goes, and everything's like this, it's all connected. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I mean, I guess that's what my, like, that's what my belief is. And he's like, so you're trying to tell me that we're all it. And I was like, meaning that we're all connected. We're all collective consciousness, that we're all extensions of the divine. There is no separation. And I said, yeah, brother. I was like, that's that's what my personal belief is. And he looks at me and he goes, well, I guess everything's going to be okay no matter what then, isn't it? And I was just like, amen. Yes, it is. And he had never had any kind of experience like that on the other route of administration. But the first one he did here, he basically found out the 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 secret of the universe, that we're all one collective consciousness, that we're, there is separation is an illusion, and that everything's going to be okay no matter what. 
And I tell people everything is going to be okay no matter what. And if it isn't, it's not over yet. Wow. And you have these experiences all the time in your clinic. On a daily basis, man, like literally it, it's completely profound, you know, like I, I, and it keeps getting better and better. And like, I listen, this isn't an egotistical statement I'm going to make. It's just the way I, the way that like the, what I've seen through like the way the universe works is because everything is, and it is energy and everything is vibrational. Like I believe that our clinic is a very high vibrational clinic, you know, so there's a lot of really good things that happen here. I mean, you know, like every single, every single person that works here, like it's our purpose to do what we're doing. We're not in this for the money or the recognition or anything like that. Like, I just want to help people. And, you know, and it's funny because like, like, listen, we donate tons of treatments and I, I want to help as many people as possible. And that's really my intention of doing it. But people are always giving us kudos because they're just like, oh, you know, you're so philanthropic or you're such a good person because you're giving away all of this stuff. And I'm like, but this is yeah, your calling. Man. You're called to this. And, it's and my calling, it's my calling. But it's like I get a selfish little kick out of it also, because every time we help somebody heal, I know we're raising the collective vibration. Yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting with business, right? Because you can feel or see or smell or maybe feel is the best way to describe it feel the essence of the founder or or the people who are, you know, rocking and rolling the business and have the vision for it. You totally bring that in, into the world of my self-wellness. And that's why, you know, when Sebs and I were in the clinic, we're like, wow, there, there's something different or amazing about this. And I think that is also a perfect segue. You mentioned veterans. We talked about your foundation. I want to pass it to our host. I guess I'm the co-host today. Our host. Sebastian Yepes, so we can talk about your foundation, Charles. Oh, so cool to hear your your candor, man. To be able to share your story in such an open way, to be screwing from the rooftops, as you put it, to share with people what you've gone through. For anybody listening that is going through some sort of mental health challenge, and look deeper into Charles' story, understand what the treatments that he's speaking about can do. It's not just about taking these 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 modalities and expecting them to be the key. Actually. Uh, Charles at one point mentioned, he said, these are the tools, but there's work to be done outside the tools. So it's much more than just taking all these treatments. Share with us about Warriors of Consciousness. How did this come about? I know that Nicolo played a big part of it. And where do you see it going? How can the audience support it? So it's our nonprofit organization. It's the Warriors of Consciousness. And yeah, my friend, my my best friend, Nico, who is like my little brother, um, his name is Nico LaGrasta. And as a part of the Warriors of Consciousness, there's actually the Nico LaGrasta Legacy Fund. He he suffered from, you know, depression and other mental health issues and, you know, self-medicated with substances like I did for a number of years. And he ended up losing his life to it. So anybody that donates directly to Nico's fund actually goes directly to helping people that are suffering from substance abuse issues. The reason that we started the the organization was because like, I want, like, I'm in this to help people heal. And one of the things that we were noticing is that a lot of people can't afford these therapies. And I was tired of turning people away and telling them that, you know, they couldn't do the treatments because they didn't have the money to do it. So we, Christina, my uh, fiance, um, who is the owner of the company, we started the Warriors of Consciousness and we have raised some money. We would have liked to have raised a lot more by now, but, you know, we actually just give away a lot of treatments through the actual Warriors of Consciousness Foundation also, just because like everybody should have access to this stuff. Everybody should have access to being able to heal. 
properly. And so, you know, the, the guy who's on the side of the street with a sign looking for his next meal, he should have access to psychedelic therapy just as much as, you know, the soccer mom who can afford the treatments. And so like one of our goals is to like, and listen, I, I don't care how crazy everybody's going to think I sound saying this. I want to raise billions of dollars. I know we haven't even barely raised any yet, but I want to raise billions of dollars eventually so we can make this healing organism, this healing empire, if you want to call it, where we can put clinics up all over the country and then all over the world eventually and literally just put people through treatments. I mean, because like at the end of the day, that's really what we should be able to do. And with enough you know, philanthropic donations with people that are actually really trying to make a tangible difference in this world, I think we could actually accomplish that. I know like a lot of the stuff that I say sounds crazy, but you know, here we are doing the deal. So it's incredible, Charles. You guys are, are, we like to explore what are the infinite games of life and what are the finite games of life? And what you're playing is an infinite game. One that ultimately is going to take forever to accomplish, to be able to bring a sense of healing to the, to the world, to raise the consciousness of us as a society. You mentioned something before about how it's, these are your beliefs, but we take a look at people that have gone through treatment and the numbers show, the data shows that they leave the, the, the experience and they all talk about having a transcendental experience that leaves them with a new profound sense of there's something beyond this physical reality. So maybe we're just a little bit too soon for the big scale of everybody to jump on board, but that's where we come in to be able to shout from the rooftops, share the treatments, share the, the, the access to them. And thank you and the team at Myself Wellness. You guys are doing an incredible job. I look forward to coming down and, and experience through an I am shot with you guys. For sure. And listen, you know, it sounds crazy with 9 billion people roughly on the planet right now, but there's a guy named Dr. Stephen Greer, and he talks about it only takes 1% of the population to wake up to shift con to, to shift us to a higher state of consciousness. So we're not talking about waking up 9 billion people. If we wake up 90 million people roughly, then we can actually probably accomplish shifting to a higher state of consciousness. Maybe people, you know, some people refer to it as 5D consciousness. Um, that's basically the angle that I come from. It would basically be, you know, as a collective where we are the manifestors and co-creators of existence that we could more or less manifest heaven on earth and i think that sounds pretty exciting what an exciting time to be alive charles yeah. thank you so much for joining us today scott's into right. you how can we find warriors of consciousness how can we learn more how can we donate warriors of consciousness is a fiscal sponsorship through the players philanthropy fund it is a 501c3 organization so if you do make donations it is tax deductible and you can find our website at wocfund.org org wokefund.org it just ended up happening like that um or and if you want to check out myself wellness it's at myselfwellness.com charles thank you always for being a, a great voice in this industry a great friend and for vulnerably and with lots of energy sharing your story with us today super super appreciate you being here Thank you, man. Listen, the feeling is very mutual. Um, I appreciate you, your friendship and everything that you're doing for the industry, man. You know, it's it's going to take all of us doing this together. But, you know, you guys at Beyond Marketing are, are doing an amazing job at, you know, helping tons of different companies do proper marketing. And, and uh, you know, we love you guys very much. And, and uh, we look forward to doing some fantastic things in the future together, brother. Thank you. Absolutely.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.